0: we bring the subject into that dream and they fill it with their subconscious.
1: How could I ever acquire enough detail to make them think that it's reality?
0: Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only
2: when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. Let
0: me ask you a question. You, you never really remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: So how did we end up
1: here? Well, we just came from the, uh... Think about it, Ariadne, how did you get here? Where are you right now? We're dreaming. everybody, welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies featuring Bryn. And Jeremy. That doesn't take itself too seriously.
0: That's right, folks. We don't take (laughs) ourselves too seriously. And, you know, I've been hearing some vicious, vicious rumors out there lately. Really? Tell me about them. It's the talk of the town. Everybody's talking about it on Twitter. Folks out there are saying that we have not ranked 100 plus movies that we have watched on this show they're saying they're saying it's a lie. They're saying it's a fiction. <laughs> it's a fabrication. I have to tell wow, you, wow, haters! There are so many episodes of this <laughs> podcast where we have ranked movies that we've watched, creating a definitive ranking of every single movie we've covered, and it's just behind the paywall at Patreon.com/slash Generation Loss. That's so true. And if you want to know, for example. What did we rank uh, above? Cat- <laughs> Where did we rank cats? What movie is cats better than? Or, you know, Guns Akimbo or Almost Famous or The Fugitive? You know, is
1: The Fugitive a classic film?
0: Is it a classic? Is, is it, it better or worse than Pirates of the Caribbean, The per- The Curse of the Black Pearl?
1: To know that, you have to go to slash generation loss and find out. Yeah. <laughs> And I can't believe there's so many haters and losers. So
0: many losers out there saying
1: that we haven't done the work. We've clearly done
0: clearly disgusting.
1: Just a damn shame. And I makes me fucking sick. Honestly, I feel bad for them. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be easy. (laughs) That that's awful.
0: Living like a fool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you could go do that if you'd like. Uh, And this week we are in week four four of dumb guy december our christmas time uh tradition where we watch the imdb top 250 um which actually you know could be the letterbox most watched Mm. just as much just uh, as
0: much didn't check (laughs) don't even know how you'd check
1: um, but Letterbox. Well, so someone had a little bit of a a big post about how Letterbox Top Watched is really awful, um, and a bunch of full of a bunch of stupid shit. Um, the top hundred or whatever the top movies on Letterbox are a little better than the IMDb, but not. Yeah, I'm much. looking at
0: it. Come and see is number two. So yeah,
1: it's much. Know better than imdb but the most watch is pretty bad they're Um, pretty
0: they're pretty right i'd say (laughs) about a lot of these
1: yeah there's some good uh, it 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 hasn't it hasn't become inundated with children who think that batman is good yeah Um, although
0: that is dark knight is number 24
1: so it's not getting there shawshank is number
0: nine
1: awful that yeah that's too new. That that the website is too new for it to have done that f- with any legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so it's dumb guy December. We watch internet sacred cows and movies that s- dumb people think are good. Um. And this week we've got a doozy. <laughs> uh, we are doing a Nolan picture, which we've only done one before, right? Which is Dark Knight. That's right. Um. And we don't like that man um he's a awful hack um but i think we have an interesting some interesting things to say about this because i tried to go into it with a different mindset mm-hmm. um which was how is this just as a heist movie like yeah uh, uh, putting my feelings about how he squanders his potential and you know doesn't have enough to do how does it just function as what it's trying to do Uh, And so I think we can have an interesting conversation about that, which we will do in a little bit. But first I must ask, Jeremy, what else did you watch this week?
0: Bryn, thanks for asking. Folks at home, as you know, it uh, was just Christmas, uh, but a few days ago, um, perhaps even today uh, is Christmas (laughs) when you're listening to this.
1: (laughs) Who could possibly know? (laughs) Who could possibly
0: say such a thing? Um, But it being Christmas and all... I uh, I've been watching Christmas movies, of course, and That's um, nice. I have two movies to talk about this week. The first one I, I have, have watched two. no less than eleven times in the past two weeks, which is what? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the nineteen sixty-four <laughs> television oh, film. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you watch it eleven times.
0: I've uh, made the mistake of introducing Nico to it, and uh, he is oh, he absolutely fucking obsessed with that's it. That's he, wa- so he wants cute. to watch it every day. I, I have love to, like, that. I have to keep him from watching it sometimes. Um, I don't watch the whole thing every time, but I do end up watching a great deal of it with him just because he likes having somebody with him when he watches stuff.
1: Sure. So um, I, I've beautiful. seen a lot
0: of the Rudolph movie.
1: <laughs> I love the Rudolph movie. I think it's one of the best ones Mm-hmm. uh of those claymation because what is there there's the 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 sun and the uh snow guy the heat
0: yeah, miser uh, and... snow miser we've got um yeah frosty the snowman santa right, claus sure. coming to town here comes peter cottontail uh night before christmas year without a santa claus yeah there's a lot of these
1: there's a lot and... of them but i think this one is the best one
0: yeah, this one this one is pretty fucking good. I mean, the visual style of these things is incredible. I don't know like what magic they conjured to like <laughs> you know, like it, obviously like something being this old and this popular will kind of f- force it into icon status to begin with, but I can't help but wonder like when they were designing these characters if they all were just kind of like looking at each other just like, dude, fuck, yeah. <laughs> these are going to be a fucking so hit. good. This is gonna be so huge because these, they. I mean, they're like Pokemon level character designs happening yeah, here. Yeah, for like, sure. Every single character looks awesome and is so perfectly designed. And yeah, I mean, they're they're every single person. This is an icon in their own right, you know. And um, they
1: got Burl Eyes on here.
0: Oh, motherfucking Burl Ives. I love a real Burl Ives. a real masterclass in like ridiculous voice acting too like some of them are pretty good some of them are so dumb but it like (laughs) works so well there's like so the story of it is that you know rudolph obviously he's born with a red nose and everybody thinks he's a fucking loser for it and so his dad makes him like paint his nose black so that like nobody notices that he's a
2: freak (laughs) and then
0: he's like kind of ostracized for it and then there's also an elf uh who uh he doesn't want to make toys and eat candy and do elf stuff he wants to be a dentist and everybody's mm. like you want to be a dentist that's fucking stupid and he's like <laughs> i don't know we really need a dentist up here and, <laughs> and there's a guy uh Yukon Cornelius who's just a gold prospector he's not a misfit in any particular way but um so there's like a very funny uh character who's like the foreman of the elves toy shop uh, who just, like, shouts at... I don't even remember what the fuck this elf's name is. Um, the
1: dentist elf? Yeah. Oh, his name is... uh, to Hermy? Hermy.
0: I think it's Hermie. Um But anyway, he wants to... Yeah, it is Hermie. So Hermie wants to be a dentist, and he doesn't want to make toys, and, like, his foreman is just constantly just, like... He doesn't even have, like, a low volume. He only has, like, what?! You want to be a dentist?
1: they <laughs> are <laughs> just screaming all the time like a coach.
0: Yeah, but they like barely change his face, so it looks like that's his normal voice. <laughs> Makes me laugh so it blows out the microphone. It is so funny. Um, <laughs> particularly noteworthy: the Island of Misfit Toys is awesome. Uh, all those characters are really funny, and the Abominable Snowman. Um, Nico calls the the hair monster and is hair obsessed monster, with him. Sure. Uh, every time <laughs> like even if i step away to go do something and the abominable snowman shows up nico will call out to me like dad the hair monster and i have to come over and look at it and be like oh the <laughs> hair monster <laughs>
2: look at him hair he doesn't even
0: he doesn't want like a ah or anything like that he just wants me to acknowledge the hair monsters he's there,
1: there. <laughs> abominable he's a bumble and bumbles bounce is mm-hmm. what i know about those Yes. Uh, because Cornelius is in the movie and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He wants gold for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And silver.
0: Yeah, there's a song, Silver and Gold, silver which I remember uh, when I was a kid. Um, I was obsessed with this movie too. And I remember in preschool doing like an art project where we're making like macaroni art picture frames. Uh-huh. And I asked for silver and gold paint. And my teacher was like, What are you, stupid? Those aren't Christmas colors, and I said, "Yes, they are." According to the song from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: so rude of you to say that to your teacher.
0: (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so that movie fucking rocks, and the other movie is it?
1: Does it hold up? It's still really good. Oh,
0: for sure, yeah, it definitely holds up. It doesn't hold up eleven times, but it definitely holds up. And I will say, (laughs) the Elf Foreman does get a laugh out of me every single time I watch it. So. That's worth something.
1: I always remember... I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I always remember Cornelius like licking his little pickaxe. His little tongue comes yeah. out. Gold.
0: <laughs> um, so the other movie that I watched was the 1946 classic oh. Christmas supernatural drama film, It's <laughs> a Wonderful Life.
1: <laughs> yeah. Beautiful movie.
0: Beautiful movie. Uh really incredible the version i watched um was like technicolor it was like colorized like it's a black and white movie right i'm not i'm not making that Uh up like i've i've definitely seen it in black and white but i i saw it in color and the the color version couldn't recommend it any less um
1: oh yeah i can't imagine
0: it looks so freakish because like if you're if you're looking at like a bigger scene, it works really well, right? Like a big detailed shot where you get a lot of color in it can look really really good. But there's a lot of close-ups in this movie, and a close-up yeah. on a black and white shot person who's been colorized, they look like silly putty. It looks so fucking weird because like the, you know, the white of their skin has whited out in the black and white, and then you've just colored over it with a single peach tone, and it just looks like so unhumanly smooth it's so <laughs> fucked uh it, it does not look good however um, the movie rocks in every conceivable way um if somehow you've never seen it's a wonderful life it's honestly, the story of george uh, bailey
1: <laughs> honestly i i've definitely met a lot of people who haven't seen this movie and it's mm-hmm. um tragic because it's truly tragic i think um, there's a lot of people who Especially around my age and a little younger, um, where it was sort of a little bit of, it got a reputation as some sort of like cloying, Mm. stupid, like family movie that like your parents made you watch and it's dumb. Um, Well, and I also think
0: like old black and white stuff, especially Christmas stuff, it's like It can just kind of get that old stuff stink on it where you're just like, I'm not going to like this. Because you're thinking of like Miracle on 34th Street or whatever. Of course. And you're like, I'm not going to fucking like this. But trust me, folks, you are going to love It's a Wonderful Life. Um, So it's the story of George Bailey, who is a small town boy um, who grows up in this town called Bedford Falls and um he always dreams of going on adventures and going traveling the world and throughout his life you get a lot of these touch points of just like different shit that has happened to him um this is all framed around by the way he uh is going to kill himself uh, as an adult he's going to kill himself and his guardian angel is like getting a briefing basically on his mission to try to save george bailey from killing himself yeah and so he's seeing the life story of george and you see him grow up he he gets a little older his dad runs a building and loans uh in the town's a small bank that helps people build their houses and stuff. And then there's like a rich guy in town, Mr. Potter. He's a piece of shit. You don't like him. And he sucks, um, he sucks dick. He's awful. He's like, uh, uh, he's like a Mr. Burns type. And, uh, you watch George grow up and then eventually his dad dies and he takes over the building and loans. So he never gets to go on his crazy adventures that he wants to go on. He never gets to go to college. He, you know, a lot of disappointments in his life. And then, you know, later on, uh, his uh his uncle his uh dumbass uncle who he still employs at the building <laughs> and loan uh despite his obvious problems uh mentally speaking um you know he accidentally misplaces sixteen thousand dollars which in 1934 money is like a million dollars yeah and uh, they get in big trouble bank wise and uh, George is gonna go to jail and so he contemplates killing himself And then uh, Clarence, the guardian angel, shows him what his life would have been like had he never been born. And you see all the same shit, basically, that like, or you don't see all the shit, but you like kind of revisit all the touch points of his life and the places where he impacted people's lives in positive ways. And you see if that never happened, that this would have happened. And um, it's fucking beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's like (laughs) one of my favorite stories ever. Um, it's
1: sort of a it's sort of a reverse Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. um, where it's not about a guy who has done bad learning to be good. It's about a guy who's been a good person and tried really hard, being like crushed by the Scrooge
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: of the movie, and learning that without him, it'd be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. And like you have you have the ability to make like change in your life and mm-hmm. like affect people. yeah learning
0: about like the learning about the value of himself like learning to actually like forgive himself and like allow himself to see the value of these small things that have happened throughout his life that like to him were nothing you know but like to to these people meant everything and it kind of it, it all comes to a head at the end where like everybody in town shows up with a couple of bucks to just kind of throw in for him and and he ends up uh being saved yeah, and they all they all sing a little song together, and the
1: angel gets his wings. And the angel I'm gets watching. His wings. <laughs> I'm watching the um, uh, one of the scenes from the movie uh, in color, and mm-hmm. it's like got a lot of flashbacks to like war footage that I don't didn't recall being in the movie. Oh yeah,
0: there's a very funny little chunk, uh, because it's you know this movie is made in 1946, mm-hmm. so. World War II is real fresh for everybody.
1: (laughs) It just happened.
0: It just happened. So there is this like hilarious little midsection where there's like, and then the war happens and everybody chipped in. (laughs) And they like tell you about absolutely everybody's role during World War II. And they're like, this person collected aluminum cans to make into bullets and this person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> collected war bonds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Potter ran the local draft board.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should just happen but there's like in color like you can tell that they're like just putting actual archival footage of World War II that just happened and then mm-hmm. like putting the characters on top of it and they're just like running along because um, it's like rear projection. Uh, looks a little silly. Uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and I kind of want to watch this in color just to see because some of this stuff is really awesome looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, a lot I of like- times it
0: does look pretty cool. But yeah, when you see when you see somebody's smooth fucking skin, like it just it really sucks.
1: But it's um it got a lot of controversy for being uh kind of commie. Uh <laughs> yeah. Uh very anti rich people, anti banks uh mm-hmm. very pro everybody coming together and defeating the banks. So pretty good on the politics, very beautiful film, life affirming. You got to yeah. see it.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting like it's another one of those interesting little pieces of the American mythology where you're like every single thing that we grow up learning and grow up teaching people is like communist and then Yeah. At some point in your adult life, somebody is supposed to say to you, oh, by the way, all that stuff was bullshit and you weren't supposed to be listening.
1: What are you, stupid? <laughs> yeah, that's children's <laughs> bullshit. That's for
0: children. Yeah. It's like things like Aladdin where like you're supposed to be like, yeah, of course he's stealing bread. He's hungry. You know, he doesn't have yeah. money to buy it. So he's <laughs> stealing it. What's he going to die?
1: <laughs> Why in are they adult keeping life, it from you're
0: to You're supposed to call the cops on people who shoplift groceries. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. Um so it's it's a very very good movie and i highly recommend it uh it's if it's especially it's christmas day if you've never seen it throw it on
0: throw it on today why like, not? If you're
1: listening to this on christmas day you should be watching it's a wonderful life
0: <laughs> it's only very nominally a christmas movie like it's only christmas at the end so like you know it doesn't have a whole lot of christmasy themes which i think makes it a lot better honestly
1: me personally um, i think it i think it has like really the most important thing that should be about Christmas that like you can make the people you love feel good and create Mm -hmm. a world for you people that like is better. Like I think that it's yes, I I agree. It's not like, and you know, whatever Christmas is generally about like, but I feel like it's a wonderful life is a Christmas movie because it's, uh, it's kind of more life affirming than the usual Christmas story.
0: Yep. So, Bryn, what did you watch this week? Uh,
1: This week, I went, hung out with my friends and uh, watched some non-Christmas movies. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. My friend Allison um, watched for the first time on a whim uh, the very first Mission Impossible movie by Brian De Palma and loved it and mm-hmm. then she was like wow mission impossible was really good I, is there seven of these i'll watch the <laughs> se- <laughs> they're just a, i'll watch the second one and then the second one is dog shit um but she had never she was just like i guess i'm just gonna keep watching them um so i'd never seen three or four so mm-hmm. we watched both of those um so mission impossible three is directed by j.j abrams and stars tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. And uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. Okay. Um, and also uh, Billy Crudup as the secret bad guy um, who's funding him. Uh, have you seen Mission Impossible 3?
0: No. I've only seen the first one, I believe.
1: When the first one is really the only good one. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is okay. Is 3 um, the
0: one that has... Um... The Metallica song on the soundtrack. That's
1: two. Okay, <laughs> two is the really stupid one where they were. like. Oh,
0: three has the Kanye
1: West song. It does have a Kanye West song, which I was very surprised about. Um, but only at the end. Um, this one is about Ethan is like out. The, none of them like really follow each other. Sure, <laughs> like they're sort of just like randomly. Um, yeah, it's
0: like um, it's like Bond.
1: It's kind of like Bond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except it's always Tom Cruise. Um mm-hmm. so Ethan is retired and he's trying to settle down with his uh fiance. Okay. Um, who is just some random girl, but he's lying to her um that he's was ever a spy. Okay. Um,
0: what does she could, think he did?
1: Uh, I can't they mention it quickly. It's like some like travel salesman or something like he's just like some (laughs) some technical thing like he's like has a really boring job but um they some partner that he supposedly like cared about is like in trouble and they're like we need you to do one last thing we got to get her out of there and he's like all right fine so they do this like whole big thing she still dies because they put like some like detonator in her brain um and uh so he's he out get, for revenge. He gets sucked back in because, um, well, no, he's trying to retire, um, but he gets sucked back in, and so the whole this one is an interesting one because it's like, it's a different kind of movie where he's like trying to keep it's sort of true lies-y where he's like trying to keep his his like civilian wife out of it while he's Does doing she know? all this stuff. Does no. she like?
0: Oh, so he's like keeping it secret too. Yeah.
1: He, oh fun. She she, does, she doesn't know that he was a spy. He doesn't know that he he's like I got to go f- a, a business holiday, like I got to go to work.
0: <laughs> I got to work late days. tonight, honey.
1: <laughs> he's like I got to go on a trip for 2 days. I'll be back. I'm so she Meanwhile, she so thinks he's notice. like
0: he's like in the closet or something. He's like fucking a guy <laughs> in the down low.
1: <laughs> it, unlike true lies, it's not really they don't really focus on what she thinks. Mm. Uh there's like a couple scenes where she's like what's a what? missed
0: opportunity
1: <laughs> What's really going on What's
0: the point of her character then
1: <laughs> Well, it's because the movie opens with Philip Seymour Hoffman holding a gun to her head and and Tom Cruise is strapped oh, to so a chair Oh so she does
0: she does get pulled in in the end
1: She gets pulled in eventually. So um <laughs> so yeah, it's sort of um it's this whole kind of fun tricky thing where Philip Zimmerhoffen is an arms dealer and he's wants to get this MacGuffin called the rabbit's foot, which is never explained what it actually is. Like they only can like kind of guess
0: mm-hmm. like they
1: don't know. They're like, we but think whatever it, it is, could, he
0: can't have it. We
1: think it could be like anti-matter that kills everything. Um, cool. some <laughs> huge weapon that like would maybe end the world or the country. They think it's whatever.
0: antimatter that could end the world.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Simon Pegg is in this movie as the sort of like coder guy who like hacks. Mm. Um Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead. Of course. Um, Sean in Shaun of the Dead. And he uh he's funny. Um so it has a little bit of a light lighter touch than the first movie but like not by much. Philip Seymour Hoffman in this movie is so good. Mm. And it kind of really is the reason to watch this movie. Um they do not let him cook as much as he should be able to. Like he's in sure. the movie f- frequently, but not. You want to kind of just see him tear into the scenery. Um, Are there any
0: bad Philip Seymour Hoffman performances?
1: I don't think so. Um, I would. I would be shocked if there were. I mean, I haven't seen every movie he's been in, um, but it's a. Uh, there's has a he been in
0: a Nolan movie?
1: I don't think so. Um, but anyway, so it turns out that the CIA is actually helping him get the device. And all of this has been a setup as it always is in these movies, Sure, <laughs> but of he course. keeps working for the CIA, even though he knows they're evil and actually and they keep setting him up. Arms dealers <laughs> and keep setting him up. It's really funny. Um, But he, um, he conquers Philip Seymour Hoffman and then like also conquers the, the bad CIA agent who was doing it secretly. Sure. Um, and then it's uh, his wife gets dragged into it, but she's like cool with it. Um and then it they get married and it's over. Um, so that one's pretty good. It's a it's a it's definitely like a fun time. Um and then the next one is called Ghost Protocol number four. Yes, of course. Th- the Taco movie... Bell one. <laughs> Taco Bell.
0: I feel like they had a big promotion with Taco Bell for oh, this. Okay. But either way, Ghost Protocol sounds like it would be on a Taco Bell cup.
1: Yes. Uh, this movie uh, is very stupid. This is this is when it starts becoming Marvel sort of uh, mm-hmm. Marvel Fast and the Furious style. Well, where, I feel like, like
0: this era was all about that because this is when they started doing like the Die Hard movies where like John McClane runs across the wing of a fucking F-22 or whatever.
1: Yeah. Mission Impossible 3 is like, it's more big and action-y than like the first one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of. I mean, the first one has like the, the helicopter and the tunnel thing sure. like but like this one is so insane like this one goes really over the top um where they're like there's a, also a lot of like the gadgets are silly in a way like very single use james bondy like kind of goofy mm-hmm. stuff um i guess the one unique thing about this one is uh something bad happens the 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 the, the villain is like awful like I can't remember anything about him. His performance is like non-existent. They hardly even see him. He's just like a bad it's Jeremy Renner, right? No, he's the good guy. Oh, he's like the bad guy isn't even credited because he's like barely in the movie. <laughs> it's 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 Michael Nyquist. Uh, okay. I don't know who that is really. He's like not in much. Um, he uh, he doesn't have anything to do. That's the problem. It's just like. We got to get that guy. So he like blows up the um he blows up the Kremlin. <laughs> okay. It like all blows up and then they get blamed for it and then they're like the IMF is like disbanded so they're like rogue.
0: Well, that's pretty um, nice.
1: Yeah, you'd think that would be good. <laughs> um but so they're like rogue trying to get the codes or whatever to 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 like do it.
0: Looks like they go to Dubai at some point.
1: They go to the Burj Khalifa and climb the wall with, like, sticky magnet gloves that keep malfunctioning. And oh, and he's actually doing this, fun right? Part. This
0: is when the... This is when, like, the Tom Cruise mythology really starts to... starts to grow, where they're like, oh, Tom will really kill himself out there.
1: Yes. I mean, he did some cool stunts in 3, but, like, not that crazy. This mm-hmm. one is where the really crazy, like, climbing the Burj Khalifa thing starts. Um, and then, the you know, it's, it's just re- really forgettable and mm-hmm. boring um after a certain point it's a lot of like winking at the camera and quips and like that sucks everyone is like simon Pegg is more silly and goofy and like oh we doing this oh oh okay i guess we're not doing this you know <laughs> well and it's, like, that happened that exactly it has like a very well that happened vibe brad bird directed this who is the director of the iron giant which is very good um but i don't know i didn't like this one very much at all so i don't think i will be watching the fifth one but maybe i'll watch the sixth and seventh one one day cuz i hear they have really good stunts mm. but um i don't really care about the series at all but
0: <laughs> and why would you and
1: uh, why would i um it's really really fucking stupid that this this the fourth one is really bad the third one is okay and if you want a decent action movie that kind of feels like a good action movie from the like tnt 90s era like i think this one is pretty serviceable for avoid at all costs okay all right are we ready for our feature presentation because i'm ready i'm ready This week for our feature presentation. It, Tom. <laughs> we are watching movies and popcorn. And this movie <laughs> and popcorn is Inception, directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Ken
0: Watanabe, Joseph yeah, Gordon good. Levitt. Oh, uh, I love him.
1: Elliot Page, Marion Cotillard, uh, Tom Hardy, and Cillian Murphy. Tom Beringer is in this, and Michael Caine has a little kid. Michael Caine gets
0: a little bit of stuff, too.
1: Lots of good, pretty good cast. Unfortunately, none of them have a lot to do uh, because it's not about you. It's not about the characters. No. (laughs) It's about the the dreams. It's about
0: Inception.
1: This movie came out in 2010.
0: (laughs) We got the noise.
1: Oh, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot we had that um
0: i'll tell you what though i was waiting for that noise to come up and i don't think i even noticed it
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh no the the one thing i will say before we start talking about soundtrack very good pretty good score score is very beautiful love the score um had you seen this movie before you hadn't seen this movie hadn't
0: seen this movie before uh i watched like the first couple minutes of it once and turned it off because i wasn't into it and okay. it was like pretty shortly after it came out. I think it was like right when it came to right when it came streaming, to streaming. Right. Um, And I, I I put it on and I was like, this is stupid. I don't care about this at all. Um, yeah. So that's all I knew about it really was that I thought it was stupid and I didn't care. And I knew it was about like dreams because like the memes and whatever kind of like leak their way out and whatever like i know about the like we have to go deeper like uh, calling something within something like that Inception, whatever you know i, I, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know yeah. about that sort of shit
1: that's always been really funny to me because that's not what inception is
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's going having layers of dreams is not inception and then right that's are like, that's uh just that's,
0: the regular technology they use i guess <laughs> right
1: um uh, so uh this movie was a big hit cost 160 million to make it made 839 million (laughs) dollars big time success for mr nolan but this was the movie where i saw it in the theater kind of expecting i think i mentioned this before but i i was expecting him to go back to the interesting stuff and it was going to be a a for him you know one for the studios one for him he had done two batman movies i was like okay well those weren't the best movies but maybe he'll go back and do something really cool um, I was very excited about this movie. I mm-hmm. didn't hate Christopher Nolan at this point. Um, and I was like, wow, such a cool concept. He has hundred and sixty million dollars to fuck around and make the coolest like dream sequence stuff. Uh and then I saw the movie and I decided I hated Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Uh as I uh you know, as he kept coming out with movies, I think I've felt pretty vindicated by that. Um <laughs> and i just don't i was very disappointed when i saw this movie uh in 2010 that visually and conceptually he decided to make a movie about dreams and then had like almost zero visual ideas for how dreams would work yeah um and that was really my big problem with the movie it was like his the rules are inconsistent there doesn't seem to have any real reason that it's a dream and not just a heist um so i was i was real mad at this movie and i've i've been on record as calling it uh very bad and i uh, hating it mm-hmm. um so i went into it this time with a mindset of like let me try to just view this movie as what it's trying to be which is functionally a heist movie right um and does it function on that level and can I just enjoy this for a fun heist action movie? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and so I what's
0: th- the, what is the answer to that? Like, so just viewing it strictly as a heist, taking all the sci-fi elements out of it, or just thinking of them as like window dressing, right? Essentially that's what we're talking about here, right? Is like,
1: Which is it's a heist asked.
0: movie with sci-fi flavor. Like the, you know, the, the, the primary meat of this is just a heist movie. Does it work for you that way?
1: Well, my, my opinion on this movie is that Nolan doesn't really know how to do that because mm-hmm. I, I kept thinking, because we've done a heist month fairly recently, yeah. and I kept thinking back to what's cool about Ocean's Eleven and, and Le Cercle Rouge. And what's cool about those movies is watching them execute a plan that they know. The problem with this movie is that you don't understand what the plan is and then right. they explain it to you at every moment and things go wrong and then they have other ideas and they're explaining yeah, things. There's to too each much other. stuff
0: that comes up in the moment for it to really properly work heist wise. Right? Like we know the idea is that they're going to go into his dream, try to incept it. We know that, um, I think we know that they're going to do like a layered dream. Um,
1: yeah. We know and know we get some
0: fun heist layers. stuff in that planning sequence where they're talking about, like, you know, we got to find a way for him to be asleep. Like, how are we going to get to him? And they're like, we can do a transatlantic flight. That'll be enough time. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that all works for me. Yeah. Me but too. it's like once we actually get into the dream sequence is kind of when things start to fall. So let's back up a little bit. It's right?
1: a little bit complicated. So if go you've ahead never and...
0: seen Inception before, the story of Inception is that Leonardo DiCaprio plays a... Uh, he's like a corporate espionage uh, agent. uh, And he does a thing called extraction, which is um, where you go into somebody's dreams and you find the information that they're trying to hide from other people. And then you copy down that information or whatever. We don't really actually see him successfully do it, which is kind of a problem for me too. But uh, basically you go into their dreams, you find the information you want, and then you sell it to the person who wants it. So that's the premise. He meets this guy, Saito, who he's in, he's trying to steal information from. But then Saito is like, surprise, bitch. Like, I actually been onto you the whole time. Uh, but I let you do it because I'm trying to do this to somebody else. And I want you to do a thing called Inception that nobody thinks is possible. But maybe it is where you do this same thing. But instead of trying to steal something from him, you're trying to add something to him. You're trying to go in and implant something into his brain to make him think something. It's like, uh, Cillian Murphy is like a corporate competitor who uh, has like almost a monopoly and he's like, I want you to convince him to disband his dad's company.
1: They're, they're, they're like energy. It's like Con Ed. And, yeah, and something like...
0: like that. And so that's uh, that's the premise of the movie. And now, so I will stop, stop most here and of say the movie is I spent... actually
1: like this part. I, didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think I really... I don't really think I really grasp what the premise of the movie was. I, I when I saw it, I, I think I was it felt so red herring-y that I kind of just forget about it. But like I think that this is a good premise. I think that the idea that like we can't steal anything from this guy. He already has everything. We need mm-hmm. to have him decide to break up the company right. on his own um that's cool and when they actually do that i think the movie works for me a little bit Mm -hmm. um it's just so much of the movie is not about that
0: (laughs) yeah so like i said a big problem for me is that we don't actually see a successful case of extraction so i don't actually know what it looks like when they do it right You know, we see him get pretty close. He gets to the safe, he gets the information out of it, and then he's, like, looking at the paper, and I'm like, so what does he do now? Does he just remember what he read on the paper? Like, is that the idea? Another problem is, so, at the end of this initial heist where they get faked out, uh, they have a guy who's called an architect, and his job is to design the levels where they do this. Uh, And that guy rats them out, and so they, they... Saito like gets rid of him or whatever and so they have to find a new architect which is helpful movie wise right it's Elliot Page um who is uh you know a, an architecture student or some shit like that yeah I
1: guess uh, uh, this is part don't I don't know
0: what kind of student this is but she she's a woman at the time uh is in Michael Caine's class um and Michael Caine is like I've got just the person for you uh it's it's Elliot Page uh and <laughs> uh <laughs> but we don't know what he teaches <coughs> who these people are or anything like that. Right. And then they're like, it's, it's helpful movie wise. Cause you need a fish out of water to explain all this shit to, Right. And there is some fun mechanics in, you know, in the inception world, right. There's like this thing of like totems. You have like a special item that only, you know, the like weight of, and you only knew, you know, the physical characteristics of so that when you get out of a dream, you go to your totem to check it, to make sure that you're not in another dream that's mm-hmm. cool that's a cool that's idea good.
1: great idea but love it they
0: bring Elliot Page into the mix because they need a new architect to design levels for their heist right yep you see a fun sequence where Leo you know takes Elliot around and shows him all the you know all the cool stuff in, in dream world and how you can manipulate it and whatever and then we never see the level design I don't know how you design a level how it doesn't you matter. do it, it doesn't how, matter do, at how all. does this happen <laughs> Are the three dreams in the final heist, are they all levels that Elliot Page designed? Or are they different things? Where did they come from? What does it mean? You know, so that's a problem for me too. Um,
1: Christopher Nolan has this issue and continues this issue into Interstellar and uh, actually less tenant, which is one of the reasons I kind of like that movie. mm -hmm. Um, But where he over explains shit that you would be able to show and sure. then under explains shit that really needs to be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't really know how he fucks that up so bad every time, <laughs> yeah. but like, it, it's especially bad in this movie where like, is this a technology that everyone knows about? Yes. Do only Good certain question. people know about this? Why doesn't Elliot Page know about this if it's like a job you can have? Right. And then like not only that, but like other people pay people to train their brain to protect from this thing. So it's like there's a whole industry around dream uh stealers. Mm-hmm. Uh but then it seems like a complete surprise, and they have they want to have this like Matrix Morpheus moment where he's like explaining to Ariande, um, what it is and she's just like what that's crazy and it's like i don't understand
0: i don't understand don't you know about this what is the class that you're in what are you learning like i because it doesn't make any sense because maybe it was like dream architecture school you know like maybe there's like some sort of like a a medical purpose for this technology i don't know and 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 they don't tell you
1: (laughs) i know it doesn't matter too much that they flesh out that part of the world but it would have been it, it it stops the stakes from making sense. And this is really the problem. Like, I feel like sometimes when I talk about Nolan and his issues, like people kind of say it's like nitpicky. um, But for me, what it does is really hinder you from understanding the stakes of the world. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what's at risk. You don't know who could like, because it does like the logic doesn't fully match itself. You're not sure. Like, could this hurt anybody you he you only know exactly what he tells you and then those things don't always make sense um and so her not knowing anything about dreams uh kind of is confusing because it's like why would she be the best person then right why doesn't why why isn't
0: there like if this industry exists and there's people who train you to guard against it why aren't there other dream architects that you could hire who are experienced dream architects? Why are you bringing in a new person? Because you have to explain it for the movie. That's the only real explanation. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And, and that, that's where I think that his writing is so paper thin sometimes. And like, really you see the wireframe of what he's trying to do. And I, and I think it's, Really, a problem for me, Uh, Mm -hmm. especially because there's not enough on top of it. For example, in that matrix sequence where he's like, We're in a dream right now, actually, you don't even remember. And then the dream starts falling apart. He refuses to do anything interesting and is like, What does a dream falling apart mean? Buildings falling apart. I guess it just explodes or, you know, like crumbles very normally. And it's like, Why don't they become different colors or different material? Or why don't like, why yeah, they don't,
0: clip through stuff. I don't why know. Why don't they start like, melting
1: like jello or like yeah, like there's so many interesting things that dreams can be, and he is really afraid here to seem silly, I think.
0: You get one really cool one, which is when like the streets of Paris like bend upward and then over them and they have this sort of like up and down infinity thing happening And that's really sick But then it becomes stupid Because they walk over to the edge of it And then walk up the wall And you're like no It would be way cooler If this was just <laughs> infinity You know If it right. was just like We made the world a sandwich You know
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean so like
0: that, that that stuff sucks Everything um,
1: Because he, he, he gets confused About what he's trying to do It's like are you trying to make the matrix Where there's like solid rules Or are you not Um, And that kind of continues throughout the movie where like Eames, Tom Hardy's character, like just like decides he has a rocket launcher at one point Mm -hmm. because it's a dream. And he's like, he even says, like, you need to learn a dream bigger. But then like, so the power is they can just have anything that they think of.
0: Yeah. But and then Eames can change that never happens again. Eames can change his form, but only in the first dream level after the, that dream level, there's like several times where it would have come in handy to change what he looks like, but he never does. Yeah. Why are they masked in the first dream, but not in later dreams? Like, that stuff's not clear. Um,
1: and I think one of the important things about a heist is that you know the stakes, you know what's possible, and if you are kind of like in Ocean's Eleven where you're tricked, it has to be in a fun way mm-hmm. where it's like, ooh, they, even the movie got one over on me. But this movie doesn't really have any interest in tricking you it right. wants you exactly there but only to like be have your hand be held along what's possible and when things change the characters unrealistically like don't know what's happening right like like even they don't understand that they could die in the dream because of you know well, so whatever, we'll get to that but
0: momentarily invasion. one more one more rule thing that i was very uh I don't know if I was confused or if like he got this wrong or what, but in the first sequence, you know, when we do the dream within the dream and whatever, like the way that they pull them out of the dream is through the, is through the drop. Right. It's that like, it's that feeling of dropping that wakes you up when you're dreaming. Right. This, everybody has this. um, And so the way that they uh, make that happen is by pushing Leo over in a chair. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. That's good. I like that as a mechanic. That's really good. But then once we get to the triple level dream heist, you're like, but wait, why are they doing drops from like, it, it's going in the wrong order. They're doing drops from within one to get up a level. You yes. know, there's no drop on the airplane. They don't explain how they get back to the airplane.
1: Yes. I asked. <laughs> so my, uh my boyfriend uh enjoyed this movie when he mm-hmm. saw it Um, has much more criticism of it now. And we watch it together. And so, Uh, he was sort of like in the fandom a little bit. Uh, And that is a plot hole that he said that people had fan theories about. Mm -hmm. Um, He explained that- I've heard that,
0: yeah, Leo is uh, dreaming at the end. Oh, no, no, no. no, I I don't think that
1: has any, uh, I don't think that has any, uh, I don't think that's what's intended, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And my boyfriend also mentioned that he read an interview with Nolan and said that that was not intended, and he was surprised that people thought that. Um, but they have th- fan theories that like the 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 waitress, uh, the flight attendant drops them. Um, but you got to show that you got to tell. Yeah, me I know that. you got to show that. But also, it's not really explained. But apparently, the kick has to happen in each dream. You have to wake up in each level. Yes. Um, for no, that, you I get. get and back. they're doing
0: the synchronized kick and whatever. But yeah. it's like. I don't know man <laughs> it just seems like without explaining how they get back to the airplane then the only plausible explanation is that the kick from dropping the van is supposed to be what got them out but then they're just sitting around after the van drops so are is it they get right. out of the anesthesia and that wakes them up then why didn't they explain that that's a way of getting out they never explained that
1: right the rules really bend here and like it's for plot reasons, and yes. that's, that, that's what annoys me. It's not that I need to be explained every single thing. It's just like emotionally, and like t- it, it takes me out of the movie, and it, it loses me because it's very clear that they're breaking their own rules just because they want something specifically plot-wise to happen, yes. um, and I think that's just really sloppy.
0: So then once we get into the triple-level heist, then a new a whole new element introduces itself, which we have not known about before, which is that if you are heavily sedated and doing dream business, uh, and you die, usually if you die, you just wake up. But uh, if you're doing dream business with super special drugs, then if you die, then you go to Limbo, which is like an extra shared dream world um, where... Also not
1: really explained. (laughs) Not
0: explained why is it shared. Um, but it's Is a it shared heaven? dream world where you could be there for, you know, tens of hundreds of years, uh, but wake up and it's a few seconds later or whatever. Um, and they which say that you'll go that insane bad. and then you'll wake <laughs> up and you'll be, you'll be all melted and whatever. Um, so that right. gets introduced mid heist, which I mean, I, I, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I kind of feel like they could have introduced that a little bit earlier as a stake. I've, just so I, you yeah, know, it would have been so you know. much
1: more interesting. I think if there was like, okay, this is what's going to happen because of the sedation. Everybody agrees that this is the plan. And not interesting, but cooler. Like this is what would yeah. have been cooler if they all know they're doing this very high. They're all going to get paid a lot of money. They're doing this very high stakes thing, and. I, like also the thing where it's like oh he had antibodies to this his brain is trained against it and no one mm-hmm. knows that what is that bias like I, I, why is it why don't they just have a plan it's so yeah, much cooler and in a heist it, to have a plan
0: it's cooler in a heist to have a plan and also like that passes in a fleeting second, you know, like it barely ever. matters. He says, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you should have fucking, you should have known this. And he's like, I'm sorry guys. And then they're like, (laughs) by the way, if we die, we go to limbo. And he's like, what? You know, like it, it could have been like, I don't know. It could have been a more interesting element for them to be like, okay, he's heavily armed. We have to go down there ready to fight. Maybe we'll do some combat training or something, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, And, and what I, what I, continually get annoyed by, and I'm going to keep bringing it up, is that it's just like, why is it just guys, faceless leather guys with guns like a video game?
0: Why? Have guys in suits ever really shot at each other like this? Why is every movie guys in suits shooting at each other?
1: You had the opportunity to... You know, make the road you're on turn into tar. Or you you could have the have had
0: infinity like... of the mind, <laughs> re- reaching the infinity of science fiction, the, and the the place where these two things come together. You could have done anything in the world, and you just did heat again. You yeah, know? <laughs>
1: you literally just make like a worse heat. Like it's not even as cool as heat. Yeah. Um. And that 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 is unforgivable to me, and I will never forgive this movie for dropping the ball on on that front so hard it still annoyed me it still pissed me off because it's just like you could have done anything you had the money you had the freedom yeah you could have done anything and you chose guys in black leather faceless henchmen of the mind uh and that really sucks to me um and and especially because this movie's pretty clearly stolen from uh satoshi amazing film paprika Mm -hmm. almost about the same exact thing uh where a lot of other cool stuff (laughs) happens. um people turn into giant pom-poms and and floats and you know they shatter their bodies like glass and like there's all kinds of cool stuff you could have done that would have been as cool as like the matrix you didn't even if you're afraid of doing something that seems silly like a dragon or something like you could have done like interesting y things. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not interested. Just guns. Also, they could have any guns. They they reload sometimes in this movie. It's like it's a dream. Yeah.
0: It's a dream. Just make it be infinite ammo. You know, just make it be make huge. a laser gun for God's yeah. sake,
1: <laughs> or something. A head exploder. Like what? Yeah. It could be anything. Um,
0: you can just magic their heads to explode. It's a dream. You know. Yeah. So you could
1: have powers. <laughs>
0: So we're we're running a little low on time here. Uh, I want to talk about stuff that we did like in the movie, because I did like some stuff. I actually do think there's some fun stuff. I think for all its faults, you know, in terms of like actual writing and stuff, I think visually the, the whole sequence of uh, the three level dream is really cool. I think especially Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the middle, like getting all like shifted around as the, as the van shifts around that shit rocks. That looks so awesome.
1: Yeah. It's Um, undeniable. And there's a reason that people, you know, people really like this movie and that is, there is fun to be had here in the middle. It reminds Um, me
0: a lot of, um, of they live where like you can tell (laughs) that a lot of the goodwill that this movie has is that sequence Sure. Everybody loves that sequence of him in the hallway and the room moves, right? Like It's just like the scene in They Live where he first puts on the glasses and sees all the shit, right? That's that's the meat of this movie, is that idea right there. Um, so that shit rocked. I think... Um, Gotta agree. I think a lot of the... Um, I mean, it's the visuals. The visuals are pretty good a lot of the time, even if he doesn't push it far enough and he doesn't have any like new ideas... A lot of the visual stuff looks really, really cool. Um,
1: um, Sort of, but like in the bottom layer, when they're just like in the snow. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's the worst. It's just like James a it's Bond a, level. I was going
0: to say, it's a golden eye level.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst golden eye level. Why would you make that like the climax of your movie? Yeah. Um, like, it's hard for me to completely agree that the visuals are cool because there are cool ideas that like I accept as like cool dream stuff and sometimes he just like forgets that he can do a cool dream sequence instead of yeah. just making up a James Bond level also it's funny that like uh Elliot Page he makes a um a maze that they continue referencing mm-hmm. and then at the end of the movie it's just like how do we not do that and then they just like to climb through an air duct that isn't yeah. seen, like you barely even see it, and then so there is no maze.
0: And why did they make it a maze to begin with? What's if the, the, the whole goal that? was to get them to the vaults, like why not make it not a maze?
1: <laughs> I don't actually know what the point of that was, it's not explained. Lots of really dumb stuff conceptually, yeah. uh, but we have to talk about before it gets too late. Sort of the main problem I have with this movie is that there is enough stuff in the movie already. But kind of the actual story of the movie is mm. that Leo.
0: He misses his wife. He
1: misses his dead wife uh, because that's got to be every Nolan movie, mm-hmm. um, including Batman.
0: Does he have a dead wife? What's going on? No,
1: he just he's just a bad writer and like doesn't <laughs> know what else how to motivate a person other than like being sad over some some gone pussy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So they, I guess, this is another reason why I think it's confusing whether the technology is known or not, because they were like artists or something who were just like fucking around in the Mm -hmm. dream world. And they got stuck in the limbo level a long time ago, and he had to perform Inception on his wife. You don't find this out to the very end. It's sort of just always a problem.
0: Um, Yeah, she keeps showing up as a bad guy. Right. not clear and why she's a bad guy why does her showing up mean you know like they say that like when when the dreamer recognizes you as an outsider then everybody becomes hostile and that's fine but that why... would work if
1: it wasn't for the fact that that doesn't happen to Arthur's dream and it doesn't happen to anyone else mm-hmm. like it only really happens in Leo's dream no you uh, get it
0: um you get it in the hotel. Uh, a couple of times where like somebody does something stupid or weird and then everybody like looks at them and they have to like be like oh (laughs) whoops i was being i drunk or whatever you know like right there's a couple of times where you catch somebody like do something out of the ordinary
1: isn't that one uh fisher's dream i don't remember anyway point is is that um point is is that mal just like keeps showing up his his dead wife keeps showing up because a long time ago they got stuck in limbo and they lived there for like 50 years uh trying to figure out how to get out um but they were kind of just like chilling and like enjoying it for a while Mm -hmm. um and then he was like we got to get out so he she wouldn't believe him and so he incepted her by going into her mind and planting the idea that her reality wasn't real that this was a dream and because she wasn't like recognizing it and so he was like i'll just fix it in her brain which is represented by a dollhouse um and i don't know what he does but sometimes it's a metaphor and sometimes it's literal it doesn't really yeah. matter but um so they kill themselves and they wake up back in the real world but her brain she gets can't, up.
0: yeah she can't forget that inception so now she just Still feels like she's in a dream, so she kills herself. She kills herself. But then she also, like, signs, like, a sworn affidavit that he, like, killed her or some shit like that. (laughs) And so he's not allowed to go back to the United
1: States. (laughs) He has, uh... like, some...
0: He has some sort of, like, weird pedophile backstory where he's, like, not (laughs) allowed to set foot in the United States.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that... uh, Yeah, so he he like offhandedly mentions that she had three different psychiatrists sign off that she was sane and not crazy. And so that means that she couldn't possibly have killed herself. It doesn't, that's again, more Nolan being just a terrible, like childish writer who doesn't really care about researching anything or explaining anything in any real way. Um, So that's a problem. And once they get to the end of the third level, Saito is about to die and he's going to go to the limbo. So they're like, we got to go to the limbo to get him. And then he goes down to the limbo to deal with his demons, confront his psyche. That is still guilty about mall and, uh, kind of put her to rest forever. Um, and then go get Saito. Um, and that's like kind of the climax of the movie. You get that at the same time you get the, um, Fisher, I think is his name. Um, mm-hmm. Cillian Murphy's character having this like deathbed moment that he wishes he could have had with his father being like, Hey, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm disappointed. He tried to be me. This wasn't like what I wanted for your life. And you know, they succeed, they succeed doing the inception. I think in, re- in, in, on the second viewing, I thought that that was pretty nice. Actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I thought that if, if they had taken out Mal's dead wife, and made this a tight 90, because <laughs> it's like an hour of bullshit talking yeah. about the dead wife. Yeah, um, it's
0: funny. I really, at the end of it, I was like, why couldn't it have just been money? Why couldn't it have just right. been a big job that they couldn't pass up? You know?
1: It doesn't have to be he gets back into the, like, sure, have him, like, really need the money for something. It It's not any better that you're dealing with his psyche. It could just be fun and, like, mm-hmm. have them do this get a lot of the emotion around what am I actually living for? Why does money matter to me? Why does this dynasty matter? Like explore the actual thing you're doing. Yeah. And we get a lot less of it than we really should. Even still, I think that the the final like deathbed scene that he wants to have does work for me. And Mm -hmm. is a is a nice sequence where the thing he had in the safe was like a little pinwheel that he made with his father. That's very touching, very sweet. They have this little conversation and he decides i'm gonna break up the company i'm gonna fix what my father wishes he could have done um to me that should be the climax of the movie um it isn't it's leo's problems with him forgiving himself for accidentally killing his wife yeah um which who cares um who cares <laughs> uh and then they right as soon as that's done they all snap there's a cool sequence where you I will say, very well edited this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not not no. as well edited no. as in <laughs> in good sequences. There are more like um, continuity errors than you'd imagine in this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did think that that part was well edited. Also.
0: I think yeah, I think the action sequences are really well edited. I think the whole the whole heist sequence is really well edited. However, I will say one of my biggest thoughts uh, throughout the whole first like hour of the movie was how bad the editing is because i i like i had initially written down as a joke uh letterboxd review for this that like christopher nolan has never heard of writing quote a beat into his yeah. uh uh-huh. into his scripts because nobody ever takes a fucking beat there's <laughs> never a like a moment of silence for something to sink in a little bit there's no breathing room anywhere. Everything is just right layered right on top of each other. Yes, I agree um, with that. But that works for the action. Insane.
1: <laughs> that works for the action sequences mm-hmm. and then the and the and, the, and the, uh, the the yeah, all the action sequences where they're coming out of the dream, we're going into the dream, they're fighting. That does work and it moves. The movie definitely moves. But whenever you're trying to have any emotional moment, he never allows it to play out. Yeah. I, it's it's or
0: even just some exposition, you know. <laughs> Give me a fucking second to process what you just said.
1: Right. You've uh, got a
0: very complicated dream technology <laughs> I need to understand for the rest of this movie.
1: <laughs> well, you don't because it's a MacGuffin to him. Like it's just it's just a MacGuffin. It's like this allows you to do dreams. Who cares about it? It doesn't actually affect the world. Don't worry. It allows you to do the dreams. Uh so then they all go in reverse. They all wake back up. It was a success. They he saves Sato. Saito 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 they he saves Saito and they get out of the deep limbo everyone wakes up looks at each other gives them each other a nice wink uh (laughs) and then they land and he goes to see his children and uh they're the exact same age as when he left (laughs) right that's confusing too um they're the exact same age and uh Michael Caine is like hey son I guess you're my son or something um maybe it's mal's father i think uh, it is yeah son-in-law because yeah um son-in-law and then he spins the top to make sure he's not in the dream and then we hold on the top right before the credits it falters a little bit mm-hmm. um which is the point the point is is that he did it and then he from what i understand the point is that he did the top to check if he was in a dream and then he was so happy to see kids he didn't actually give a shit he wasn't yes. in a dream but he doesn't actually care. Um, yeah.
0: But, of course, it is cowardice of the worst degree to put this sort of ambiguous ending into your movie because it really, (laughs) like, it doesn't say anything otherwise. Like, he has this whole, like, if you want to have this ambiguous ending where he could or couldn't be in a dream, which, you know, you say Nolan didn't intend that. Bullshit. Bullshit he didn't intend (laughs) that. He just realized later how stupid it would be if that was actually what the ending was. Because otherwise, the whole fucking sequence of him killing Mal means nothing it means nothing he let go of his past he let go of the dream world and he said no i live in the real world fuck you i'm not staying down here in this prison you know to to just like live out this fantasy of being with you i have real kids made of meat upstairs yeah. i'm out of here peace you know like otherwise what does that scene mean it means nothing if he wakes up and he's actually in his dream with the dream kids
1: right and mal would be there Or Uh, she
0: wouldn't, and he just moved on to a new fantasy where he's with his kids.
1: Whatever, that's stupid. So the movie is much more simple than it took. You know, two decades of nerds online arguing about like the dream logic of the movie, and and I think that's one of my big. You know, it's hard not to be affected by the fandom of something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a movie that takes itself so seriously and kind of inspired a whole generation of people to like take it very seriously and think it like means something and that is hard to ignore um Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean anything it's a very middling to bad honestly heist movie um where a guy gets over the guilt he has and moves on with his life and does one last job it's it's a hollywood you know easy picture with a lot of like frills on it Mm -hmm. um which is honestly fine i think it my big issue with is is how seriously it takes itself and how afraid it is to do anything fun uh yeah to take any risks on like being seen as goofy or having a tone that isn't deadly like cool trench coat gun serious um which doesn't work for me uh even mm-hmm. the matrix a literal trench coat gun sci-fi <laughs> movies is a lot of fun and has like Goofiness to it,
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah. Would it have killed them to have a mouse type of character who's a horny little weasel? Yeah, you or know? a
1: cipher type of character who's like a t- mustache twirling guy. Yeah, or-
0: when when uh, Elliot Page goes into his little dream elevator and and is seeing all of his you know different memories throughout the time and and is like what's in the basement he's like we don't go down there and he's like i'm gonna go down there and he goes down there and what is it it's just a fucked up apartment who fucking cares you know like (laughs) i i thought it was gonna be like that's where he fucks mal you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah give us something funny for god's sake
1: (laughs) show any humanity like in people this is why again why i think tenet is his best movie um is because it's a movie where the main character is fed up with all this Nolan bullshit and is laughing at it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie has a, a, a sense of joy and fun and how silly the movie is and explains itself way better. Um, so this movie isn't as bad as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's, I'll say it's,
0: overall I did have a decent time watching it.
1: It's, it's a, it's an okay thing. I, I just, I like how high concept it is. I wish I just think it. I think my big problem with it is that I respect what it was trying to do, and it. I think it hurts me personally how deeply it fails on almost every level. Mm-hmm. Like it only reaches like a middling high at any given point. Um, the backstreet or the in sync hotel sequence where they're running around on the walls fun time yeah uh honestly the drop sequence where the the van is falling off the cliff is cool like Mm -hmm. there's cool stuff in it it's just like you could have made a better heist movie you could have made a better dream movie and also all the acting is really boring I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but everyone's sort of just phoning it in. They don't have any, no way to do like. This man does not know how to to work
0: with fucking actors at all. There's so many people in this who are really good actors. I think almost everybody on the cast, I would say, is a pretty good actor. And all of the acting sucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tom Hardy, incredible actor, Uh, really has no idea what this character is supposed to be. He's not really supposed to be anything. He's just another gear in the cogs. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. He writes movies as like little puzzle boxes for himself yeah. and it, it leads to really bad dead ends. This is um, another
0: heist thing, right? Is like a lot of what makes a heist work is characters, yes. fun characters who you get to see vibe with each other and make a plan and do it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Elliot page here.
0: What do we know you about know? Elliot page by the end? Except that he makes mazes and is onto Leo's bullshit.
1: Yeah, we don't even care about...
0: Leo is traumatized, uh, but what else, you know? Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is nobody. He's not a person in this. Neither is Tom Hardy. There's an Indian guy who just shows up and we don't know fuck all
1: about <laughs> him. Yeah, he's not, you know, he's probably the most fun because he kind of like reacts to things, mm-hmm. but yeah, like yeah. It, it doesn't even feel like anything. Uh, uh, Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's just like, he has all this opportunity and then it just feels squandered on a pretty middling to sometimes really bad movie. And I think there are a couple highs that I'll give it. I don't think it's, you know, the action sequences, a couple of them are really fun. And I, and again, I think that the actual point of the movie or the, the real like heist is good enough to be a movie on its own without the, the wife stuff. Um, and they could have just focused on making a really good heist movie but he decided not to.
0: So as always, the Generation Loss blueprint for success is, get the woman out of there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, if it wasn't for uh, Mal, there would be no women in this movie. Uh, uh, One of the characters is a woman, but played by a man for some reason. Cut the Uh, chicks.
0: (laughs) 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 Heists are about the fellas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ocean's 8... Get that out of here! <laughs> Get
0: out of here with that fucking woke
1: shit. <laughs> uh, Inception, uh, I, I think I was able to appreciate its swings a little more this time, but I still have to give it a not recommend. Cause... Yeah, I'm
0: gonna give it a not recommend as well. I think, uh, I think if you're um, if you're interested, if you haven't seen it, I think it's worth checking out the heist sequence, but. I don't know how you would watch it. It's too long for a YouTube video. And it's
1: interrupted by a bunch of dead wife stuff.
0: Dead wife stuff, yeah. Um, So I would recommend, if you were going to watch this movie, I would recommend. Every time you see his dead wife, just start hitting the hitting fast the, the fast forward until don't she's matter. off screen. It doesn't matter. It never <laughs> impacts the plot very much. I feel like you
1: actually could do a cool cut of this movie where you just cut out those sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the just, only like, problem is that she shows reference? up
0: in in uh, as the bad guy sometimes to kill somebody.
1: Right. It is a kind of important to the plot. Um, so whatever. Uh, it's not. I, I don't think the juice is worth a squeeze here. Like yeah there's not enough cool dream stuff really to sit through a two and a half hour snooze fest sometimes. Um, But you know, some people love this movie and I think there's, I'm not going to change anybody's minds. It just really doesn't work for me.
0: Yep. Beautiful. All
1: right. right. That is inception. Thank you so much for listening to the generation loss podcast. Uh, We are going to be back next year. This is the last episode that will come out this year. That's We're right. starting the new year with a bonus dumb guy December movie. Uh, we will be back in the new year with Fight Club, ringing in the new year right uh, with a good director named David Fincher's third movie, I think, fourth Something movie. Like that. Um, and I remember liking that movie. I can't wait to revisit it.
0: Cannot wait. <laughs> uh
1: it's been so long of this show without doing Fight Club, so. We're going to finally write that wrong. Um, Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Hope to see you next week. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to, as we said earlier, patreon.com slash generation loss and join the bonus tiers. Uh, Regular gets you a bonus episode every week. Um, Middle Sopranos tier helps you vote on the show that we're going to watch, which we have to have a referendum on the boys, which we're watching season two of next week. uh, so get on that decide if you want to keep doing the boys or change to something else uh, or you can join the Dark Council and tell us what we're going to have to watch all of 2024 apparently <laughs> uh, so thanks so much for listening follow us on Twitter at Pod, follow us individually from there listen to my band to stay inside or any of my other podcasts and watch Jeremy's YouTube channel Jeremy Thunder on YouTube uh, and until it's... next time that's, that's movies. movies
2: I close my eyes Then I drift away into the magic night I softly say a silent prayer like dreamers do. Then I